Welcome back to Life with Raj Ball Ball. Today marks our 96th episode, four more away to the big one hundo. Today I'm joined by my brother Manraj, and the two of us are going to discuss, you know, I guess th- three-party system. And is it is it needed? We both think so, especially after the whole Black Lives, you know, Black Lives Matter rightfully gaining you know, the respect and the immediate attention it deserves recently. Um, And just in general, how, you know, we look at Canada and their proportional representation. I think in America, we really need to advocate for that. I think there's a legit chance for a third party to be created once, if, you know, if Trump's not president. And in 2024, we could easily have three parties and then maybe have legislation for proportional representation across the country because then at least more minorities would feel like their voices are heard. And logically, they would be. It would be more likely that their voices are heard if we have proportional representation. Because even in the most conservative areas, we'd still have, you know, some, you know, either socialist, liberal, or uh, Republican centers. So in here in Canada, you know, you have the Democratic Party, the conservative, you have the Liberal Party, the conservative party, and the NDP, which is the new Democratic Party, which is more socialist. So I think in America, Black Lives, yeah, the Black Lives Matter party could easily, like the Black Lives Matter movement could easily become its own political party because there are a lot of people like myself who agree with the party's notions, agree with getting rid of systematic racism, and are just as socially liberal, right? But at the same time, and socially liberal meaning I believe everyone should be treated equally and our current laws do not allow for that, right? And it's clear Recent events have kind of made that clear, but at the same time, I do not believe in an. Not necessarily our current laws, yeah. it's the way they're used. It's the, yeah, the way that our current laws are used and interpreted. Right, mm-hmm. clearly we need some reform there. So as a result, I am going to advocate for a more active government from a ensuring justice for all standpoint. But I will not advocate for an economic revolution. Right, I just don't. I just don't see the feasibility in that. Mm-hmm. We've seen time after time that. A social revolution is much more successful than an economic one. So I'm totally okay with the social revolution, but economically, I just don't think it's feasible. Um, uh, Another thing. So, like, what what would happen, right? I think the conservative party, because Republicans have moved so far right, right, under this Trump administration, and he has a 96% approval rating amongst his own party. So the Republicans are so far right. The Democrats, like Joe Biden... There's that wing of the party, Joe Biden, Klobuchar, Buttigieg, like the establishment Democrats, but at the same time you have the blue dog Democrats and the centrist Democrats, and basically Democrats who believe in capitalism. Mm-hmm. Those That is going to still be the Democratic Party. And then you have the AOCs, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders they become the third party, mm-hmm. right? And then you have some of the Black Lives Matter people like, in the movement are very, they're very socialist as well. That's yeah, strict Marxist. So, so exactly. So the really exactly. So the head of Black Lives Matter, like Manraj just said, came out as a Marxist. So it would be really been. I think it would make sense for the Marxist portion of that of that movement, coupled with the Bernie Sanders, AOCs, make that their own party, mm-hmm. right? Then you'll have the proportional representation, and people like AOC won't be giving, you know, their agenda won't be confused with the democratic party's agenda because the democratic party is all about ensuring justice for all 
But at the same time, there is no I, I can't think of a Democratic president, even Obama. Obama is all about, you know, you want to maintain autonomy. We want to make sure businesses are all right. But I am going to make sure everyone is treated fairly. And socially, everyone deserves equal rights. Economically, life is what you make of it. There are certain hurdles and that some people just, you know, it's sad that they're born with those hurdles. But as a result, let's give them a social safety net. Right. So that's like the Democratic Party. We will stay capitalist, but we will make sure that we have a social safety net. The socialist wing, I think that's more of like a we need to redistribute wealth like now. Right. And I government influence on the economic activity. Exactly. Whereas I think we can just have a social safety net. Again, it's not that it's not as radical and sadly isn't really reality in the U.S. aside from Social Security. Really, the way Canada is doing it's right. Like universal health care. That, yeah. could, that could provide exactly like Exa- this, this exactly things, and, like and here in America that's socially associated with socialism because of our market based and private you know private based insurance but at the same time you Democratic Party like clearly is advocating for a social safety net and then the Socialist Party is more of like a let's give all the money from the rich give it to the poor let's just let's screw wa- screw Wall Street you know screw the estate tax things like that and I think that's you know, it's definitely deserves to be debated. That perspective definitely needs to be heard. But at the same time, I think that that can easily just be its own separate movement in terms of a political party. And right now, I believe that there's so much momentum that it makes perfect sense for the Democratic Party to move to the middle. Republicans are already so far right that it's, you know, just keep them on the right. And then the liberal, you have this new, you know, this new party based on the Marxists that currently, you know, the Marxist politicians currently within our society, the people who, so here's the thing, right? Here's the biggest difference. Democratic Party, climate change is real. Let's take some action. Let's do the Paris Agreement. The socialist wing of the Democratic Party, which I think, and Manraj, which we think can easily become its own new party. Mm -hmm. Easily. Because when our generation, Gen Z, gets to our parents' age, it it'll def, so there will be much many more socialists in this country who will feel like they're not being represented by the two parties and rightfully so so create your own third party and i think by then there will be a legitimate case and it, it's feasible because the republicans will still have their own party and their supporters are all you know strongly tied if anything that hurts the democrats but then you have proportional representation right what i think would happen in that situation is you'd have like Solid ten to twenty percent of Republicans who aren't leaning as super far. Like they join the Democratic. Yeah, they join like a lot of minority Republicans would join the um, Democratic Liberal Party, and then the the Democratic the, Party. The, yeah, the Democratic. And then party. you just create this new socialist. The new party. socialist party, which is, it's gaining more traction because yeah, you know, it, I I don't think it would it would help because then their voice would be heard. But then again, I I, I wouldn't see them winning many elections in the well, European. Yeah, that, so that's the thing, right? That's why you you create the third party and then you have a Democrat or so or you know a Democrat president in charge who's like you know let's do proportional representation. Yeah. The Republicans might give you so the key is you need the Democratic majority senator. Yes. But why don't instead we just advocate for proportional representation in terms of the House and the Senate? Right. Yeah. That easily, I think that's what solves our problems. But again, I do believe that there should be a third party, and I think we both are on the same page mm-hmm. where there is enough traction for this right now. We'll see in like five, ten years, maybe twenty twenty four, we might kind of see this happen, yeah. because the Democratic Party, the DNC, 
is it is not a Marxist party. But there are plenty, you know, there are Marxists within the Democratic Party, right? So I think it's definitely feasible. I do believe, so like what I was saying about climate change, Obama is a Democrat. You have the Paris Agreement. AOC, Marxist, you have the Green New Deal, right? Yeah. So it's like there, there's like two different levels. One is feasible, the other and is the other is like utopian. Like that, that's yeah, it believes that so you ba- basically, I think in politics, you have to understand that you can always advocate for an ideal world, but in reality, we have economics, we have you know legitimacy, and we have what you know we have history. So you can't just disregard the past and try to create your own utopia. But I do believe that these utopian ideas need to be debated and heard, but um, and in their own party, under their own party, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's like the Marxist party. Totally, you know, their I, their reasons need to be heard, but put that in a new party. The problem right now is though it's not even Marxist. Really, what it is, it's it's that Thomas More utopian socialism. Yeah, exactly. Just the ideas are just radical change without really doing anything yeah. to make it happen. There's no real logical, like, they can have all the numbers that they want, yeah. but it, it's, 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 again, like, I think their voices need to be heard. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of our democracy, let's say we still have a two-party system by the time we're adults. By then, I think the parties would have gone so, yeah. it'll be, I think I would be partyless if we kept the two-party <laughs> system by then. It would be very hard to, mm-hmm. you know... Identify with one party what fully. Then is really what would happen is the so, the socialist party we're talking about that would just absorb the, the Democratic, Democratic party, party, and then you would yeah. just have a lot more independence. Independence, yeah, and then then yeah, you, then you you might have real traction for a third party then, but it's yeah. still really hard. Like it'd be much more smarter to just divide it the other way. Instead yeah, of having because then it'd be more of like an uprising. All these people, yeah. the unheard majority, yeah. rising up to make their own party. That makes exactly. So we just got to keep. Keep that in mind. Obviously, every person in America has a right to express his or her beliefs. Um, and th- they're granted that right by the Constitution. And it's our job to hear everyone out and be open-minded, right? You don't dismiss someone based on their opinion. But I'm saying for the feasibility and for the sake of our country, why don't we just introduce this new party? Maybe by 2024 or just in the distant future, we need to have something like this so that everyone's voices are heard. And more importantly, everyone's voice has legitimacy. Because right now, like, you don't, you never want to get to the point where it's like, right now, right, especially Democratic Party, you vote for the guy who you think can win, mm-hmm. right? But I think a lot of people don't like that idea, and they want to vote for the utopian guy. Yeah. And in reality, the utopian guy never wins. <laughs> so the only way that the utopian guy would have a chance is if you create your own party, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that's just my logic, again... Totally open for debate, totally open for discussion. Everyone, you know, right? We're totally, you know, we're willing to hear your opinion. But as of right now, our current political structure, current political party system is not suitable enough. And as a society, we need to do better in terms of representing everyone's, having everyone's opinions represented. Mm -hmm. Because I think the Libertarian Party and the Green Party both have sentiments that need to be heard, Mm -hmm. but they're just, they're marginalized and I do believe that, you know, I, maybe even the Green Party, you kind of have the Democratic they, they Party. They kind of are like that. 
Yeah. Kind of socialist party. Yeah, the Green Party, you could just basically make the Green Party... And then have the Libertarian Party, like, split between the... Yeah, exactly. Have the Libertarians kind of, you know, you have the Democrats absorb half, and the Republicans absorb the other half. Basically, the Democrats would absorb the Libertarians who are pro-gay marriage, pro-marijuana. Like, they're they're pure Libertarian from the sense of just no, you know, social freedom, economic freedom, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then the ones who are like hardcore gun owners, they'd go to the Republicans, mm-hmm. right? That that's basically would be the difference. And then you keep, in in my opinion, that's like a lot of middle of the road Republicans. Yeah. They just want the government out of their life, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really care about this purist society or just this white supremacy notion. Mm-hmm. They just want the government out of their life. Totally reasonable, right? So that could easily Democrats like the if the Democratic Party. Gets you know if the socialist party becomes a thing, the Democratic Party can easily absorb these middle of the road Republicans, and all the centrists, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think it would just be really good, and then we'd move closer towards proportional representation, which I believe is a truly representative democracy. Mm-hmm. And Manraj, any yeah. final thoughts? Um, the only real flaw I could possibly see with that three party system is that there could be a lot more racial tensions because if if like the the socialist party would be mainly like um latino african-american and then the well latinx african-american then if the republican party stays like majority white right down the road there could be some issues but other than that no i think that's a great system yeah well here's the thing right let's say we're doing it demographically the asian american population would most likely be democrat yeah the whites would be split between democrat and republican and then African American, Latinx, Latinx. Actually, there are a lot of conservative Latinx people. So, because they're socially conservative, so you could Latinx is kind of a wild card because they're like on opposite ends of the spectrum, in my opinion. Right? I think so. That that's you kind of have to see what goes on there. And then black community would probably be Democrat or because there are plenty of black people who still believe in like our current economic system. And have currently, you know, they, they've, you know, right? Yeah, it's of course the religious African American. They'd probably stay. The, the, yeah, exactly. Like the ones who are very conservative and very Jesus oriented, they'd probably stay conservative. So, I don't know. It, and then uh, there's obviously Asians and white people who are socialists too. Yeah. Right. Of so it'd be very interesting to see what happens. But I think it's, I think it's, you know, it'd be good for our society to kind of introduce this notion. So thank you so much for listening. Hope you all have a great rest of your night. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you to Manraj for joining us tonight. And thank you to our sponsor, Anchor FM.